Hello and welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia. This is episode 192. I am your host, Ryan Black, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Joshua Taylor and Chris Warren, and we are back and we are playing with power. Guys, how you doing this week? Chris? Doing well, thank you. It's been a good few days. How about you, good. Josh? Off to a, a decent start. Weekend was good, at least. Cool. Glad to hear that. Very cool. Well, uh, so before we uh, waste... Uh, too much time here, as Jacob would say. Let's go ahead and get into what we are Radical Rexing about. Alright, which one of you lucky guys gets to go first? <laughs> uh, I can go first if you want. Go um, for it. So, uh, in a couple hours, I turn 32. <laughs> oh, so no. I'm happy birthday. For that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I don't know what I'll be doing tomorrow, but uh, I think I'll be hitting up the beach, and uh, we'll be having some some family over uh, in like a couple days for like a, a little party. And uh, today I had a massage, and it was amazing. <laughs> so I feel completely refreshed because of that. Um, so, uh, but gaming wise, um, I've been playing this game that I've been always wanting to try out. I've, I've been looking at my 3DS eShop wish list and looking at games that, you know, I've always, uh, you know, I've had them on the wish list for a long time. And it's like, I, I really want to play these. I, I've just never, you know, what is it, bit the bullet, whatever the saying is, yeah. um, on buying one. And so Mighty Flip Champs is a game I've always wanted. And it's a game designed by WayForward. Who is who's uh, they've developed Shantae, uh, I believe River River City Girls, um, a bunch of other games that are just really uh, well loved, and uh, yeah, so Mighty Flip Champs is a, a very small game. It's uh, it was originally for the DSiWare, and um, it's basically like a pa- a platform puzzler, and there's just amazing music. Uh, the the gameplay is amazing. Um, the art style is so cool, and it was only like seven bucks, so I highly recommend Mighty Flip Champs if you want to try this small little fun puzzle game. And uh, awesome. I've also, yeah, it's great. And uh, I had fun playing Splatfest with you, Ryan, so that was yeah. great. That was a really good time. Team Chicken for the win. Yes. <laughs> Did we win, by the way? We like, won. Oh, great. Okay, cool. Um, I did have some trouble trying to connect with one of my friends, though. She was Team Egg, and we just couldn't play oh. together at all, which, like, ah, it, makes, yeah, yeah. it makes sense, but, like, I don't know. I, 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 we just didn't think of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, so I guess we'll have to coordinate which team we both want to join next time. <laughs> um, and I had fun with Josh's stream. That was fun. I was throwing trivia questions at him while he was oh, playing gosh. Battletoads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Awesome, awesome. Josh? Yeah, so I guess to pick up some from last week real quick, um, I've been still trying to live stream. You know, it's not it's not super popular, but that's it's not a huge deal. Um, been having some fun doing it, just learning, getting some experience at it. However, last, I think, I guess it was technically Thursday, the new Battletoads came out for the Xbox One. I know that's not a Nintendo system, unfortunately. But, um, and we had, I had two friends here, Zach and Casey, um, on Friday night. Long story short, we couldn't start until 9 p.m. Eastern time. So we decided 
to go through the entire game in one setting, which took six hours and 37 minutes. It sure did. And it was, I don't know, 3.30, 3.45 something in the morning by the time we were done. One of them ended up crashing on my couch. It, it was it was insane. We were, I haven't stayed up that late in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, we at least had, we had Chris and a couple others on there. And I think Traven, um, I forget who else, but, and they were like throwing trivia questions and stuff at us. So that helped. <laughs> and it was just good <laughs> to know that someone was there rooting us on. That really made a big difference. Um, so yeah, we made, we did make it all the way through, um, and we beat it. It's, it's, it's a really great game. It was a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie and say there were parts that we weren't frustrated. (laughs) Now, some of that granted, not to throw a shade at either one of my friends here, but sometimes when you're trying to cooperatively make it through something (laughs) and the message isn't always getting across to each other as well as it could, that makes it harder than it should have been when no one's, you know, no one has any sleep as it is. So, yeah, I, I still I really enjoyed the game. Um, it's it's kind of funny. Not, I, I won't stick on it too long, but it's if you like that kind of stuff, if you like it, go and beat them up. I'd recommend it. It's got a lot of variety to it. Um, it's not really a kid's game, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it was a ton of fun. Um, got like two hours of sleep. It was a good time. <laughs> then tonight we actually went back and streamed some of the original Battletoads, only like an hour of it, because that one's brutally difficult, but it's been a good time. Yeah. been in a real Battletoads-y kind of mood, so I wish that was on the Switch. I know I say that about everything. Everybody says everything. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. But Me yeah, too. of course. I was really impressed. But, like, that was one of the games that you know, when it was announced, I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I'm glad Xbox, owner, Xbox One owners have that game, but um, after watching you play it, I'm like, ooh, I really wish that was on Switch. I really do hope they play it <laughs> over. I was really impressed. Like, oh, the yeah. cutscenes were awesome. There's a lot of variety. It looked amazing. Uh, the music was, oh, my God. Uh, the music oh, yeah. was so good. I love the music. Yeah, it was, it was great. I was really impressed. Yeah, especially for, from that first reveal, the art style was way different than, well, quite a bit different from what was going on back in the 90s. Not mm-hmm. just the graphics, of course, but... and. I wasn't really sure what I thought of it at first, and I know a lot of people still kind of like to hate on it, but I think it turned out really well, especially in motion. Um, So, yeah, there was that. The only other thing, actually, um, really outside of gaming, it's been kind of a boring time period. Um, I guess right now there's not a whole lot going on. I kind of want there to be, but we'll get there. Regardless, um, I did actually start, during this whole weekend, um, my wife and kid were with my mother-in-law it's kind of a girl's weekend thing but anyway so i just kind of had the time to myself i'd clean the house did that whole long stream and all that and i picked up something i'd got on sale a while back on the switch was devil may cry the first one and i never yeah. played any of those games yeah, me too. so I, it was kind of the first time trying to go through it so i played a few hours of it and actually have have enjoyed it um i think i'm most of the way through it i read it's not very long um, i'm on like mission 19 or something but yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's it's not too bad. Um, you, you can tell it holds it's, up. Well, I, that's, that's what I was about to say. Is some of it you can tell is has aged a little funny because um, it's not like the new. I know there's like a new HD version of it or something or remake. I think on Xbox and all of that. But this is just like pretty much the PS2 game um, ported over to Switch for the most part, from what I understand. So some of it does. Um, some of the combo stuff is a little simplistic maybe. And like the camera, the camera is probably the hardest part to deal with because it's like set camera angles in a lot of situations. It's almost like playing a resident evil game, but with platforming kind of, you know, a little more of that kind of stuff. 
So I I, I kind of like that because it sets up for like some real cool cinematic kind of shots. But yeah, it's a little awkward when like you're trying to fight something and the camera just shifts or like you accidentally back into another room right. and then everything you have to walk back in. So some there's a couple little odd things like that. But other than that, it's it's pretty cool. Um, mm. I like it. I, I would be willing to try a newer game in that franchise maybe in the future. Cool. I've yeah. been looking into Other than that. that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can handle... What am I trying to say? <laughs> Something with a little age behind it. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. If you can still put up with that kind of stuff, it's it's really not that bad. Right. Um, I mean, all of us have put up with games from that right. era, so I think like we can be a little forgiving for that, but I think for new players, I don't know if they'll be as forgiving as we would be. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah that's if... about all I got. Cool. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I am just like chomping at the bit to get a hold of both Fight Crab and Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> just a few more days. Just, I'm just with you on one of both. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a physical version of Fight Crab. I can't believe that. Yeah, uh, I've heard that it's only Japanese only, but oh, that's at least that's what I heard. But I mean, if I wanted to import it, I probably would have. But, you know, uh, I'm probably going to go digital anyway. I'm really excited to play that with friends, and then, but most most importantly, like I'm excited to play Crystal Chronicles again. I have been jonesing to play it again, and so I've been waiting on the Switch version, and it's been forever. It's been a long wait, and we're finally getting it. I was like freaking out because it hadn't shown up on the eShop, um, but I think it was like yesterday, the day before that, finally popped on there, and I'm like, I'm gonna love, I'm gonna favorite this. This is this is awesome. I can't pre-buy it, which kind of sucks, but you know that's okay. I am looking forward to this. Like, I'm playing with friends. Like, it's the buried entry is like nothing because it's like free for everybody. Even if you're on a phone, uh, you just connect with someone with the paid version to get the full version of the game. Like, really? it's crazy. And it's only $30 for the main game anyway. So, it's uh, insane. Wow. Now, you do have friend codes you have to exchange. But other than that, like, yeah, cross platform play, uh, pick up your saves on whatever. Like, it's so it's a work. So, we can play that with you. Just with the free version of it? Right. Yeah, absolutely. You just From connect my, to my paid version and we can all play. That's kind of oh, cool. I'm, I might I'm have very to do down that. for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought everyone had to pay for it. Um, great. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's so easy to get into the game now. I'm, I'm stoked. Absolutely. I did see something online uh, that's like mildly controversial about it. It's, uh, it's like the online is region locked. So, yeah, I'm a bit upset about that, that so I can't play with any of the Nintendo Village guys. Yeah, that mm, sucks. Yeah, but I mean, I'm curious if like I if I get the physical version of it, which I think is Japanese only, there's not going to be a North American release of that. Will I still be able to play with, you know, my North American friends? I believe so. I think because, so. Right? Yeah, because it's probably just going to switch over to the English North American version. But I don't know. I'm kind of skeptical to get it because I, I just like getting physical games, so I just don't want to run into any issues, you know? Because it is cross platform on PS4 and mobile, um, that's why it's region locked. It's so much harder to get everything to sync up uh, over overseas, let alone like across the country or something. So That makes sense. So yeah, that's the, the challenge of having all of the awesomeness that is easy to pick up anywhere on the go or you know, or like at home and yeah. So, but yeah, I'm so stoked. I am just beyond excited for this game. I've been waiting. This is my game of the year so far. Like most anticipated game. Like 
I know I've played this game a hundred times, but I just love playing it with friends. And now everybody, everybody who didn't have the game and didn't have a Game Boy Advance and the link cable and everything, like, and had to schedule your times all together, like, we could just do it over the internet with friend codes, and it'll be awesome. I am, I cannot wait. I just, uh, it's just three more days. It, it, the thing that, like, got, has me worried is that it's kind of tentatively scheduled for the 27th. So I'm like, please just don't 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 delay it anymore. I I need this in my life right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's the thing that's gonna get me back into playing Switch games. When Other you said, that, "Oh, there's only it's only three days away," I was like, "Oh wait, but it comes out in August," and I was like, "Oh, it's August and it's almost September." <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it's Thursday. So that's kind of weird. That's the day before the direct, right? Ooh. Uh, something like there's that. A, yeah, right. It's totally a direct this week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. That's, that's the rumor flying around anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got into Splatoon 2, and I, I always forget how much I love that game and how addicted I can get to that. Um, after I got off playing with you, I, I kept playing and, and playing and playing, and then we were able to... Uh, I, <laughs> I was like, I put it down. I can't play anymore. I go downstairs, and Chris texts me. He's like, hey, uh, do you want to play some more matches? I'm like, oh, no, I'm getting ready to go to bed. I'm like... Oh, but I totally forgot something upstairs. Let me just go upstairs and... Oh, my charger's up here. Hmm. Wait, my switch is still on. I left the TV on. Maybe I'll just continue playing. Man, <laughs> so I'm so glad that on. worked out. That was awesome. I was like, I don't know if this is gonna... If he's gonna play with me, but that was great. We both but had Chicken Kings, and that was just awesome. Just so you know, um, I was... I wasn't. I was quiet and like not texting you during it because I was too busy watching Josh's stream trying to find trivia uh, questions to throw him off. Yeah. I'm <laughs> okay. sorry, I would have joined you guys. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah, every like you know, there's you only have like a few seconds in between each match. Mm-hmm. So during those matches, I was just That's googling great. like weird Nintendo trivia questions and then just copying and pasting into the chat. And then I <laughs> look at the chat like once the match was over to see if anyone got it. But yeah, it was fun. Sleep deprived, trying yeah. to read all that. It was, it was it was a good time. Yeah, I was very if entertained anybody, by how sleepy you were. <laughs> if anybody wants the whole six and a half hour version, it's out there on YouTube and Twitch and everything. It's pretty entertaining once we get to that point. It just yeah. continues to spiral out of control. <laughs> very good time. We should do that again. So I don't know who has the game in the NOS community, uh, but I would love to do a Splatfest for Splatoon 2. Um, that would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, even if we could incorporate it in our great debate episode this year, since there's an election year and everything, <laughs> like, you know, you know, we could do a splat fest and do like, you know, the two picks of games or, or characters sure. or whatever. Who, who's I the better that. character? Who's the better game? What's the better system? Perhaps. I don't know. We haven't chosen a topic yet. So, uh, we're open to suggestions for sure. <laughs> we need a good, I do want that splat fest thing to go. I've always thought about yep. doing one of those cause you can set up your own now. I think you can pick yep. colors, but that would, yes, that would be yes. pretty sweet. We haven't There's taken so many of options. Yet. Yeah, I was talking to Ryan about that. There's like, uh, what, 40 maps or so. There's so many more maps There's than the first one, and there's all these colors that uh, color combinations that you can choose from. You can even choose the Splatfest designed stages. You know, because for, for mm-hmm. each Splatfest they design the uh, what what's Shifty Station? Yes. It's like a different. Yeah you know, layout each time, and you can choose between all of the ones that have appeared so far. So uh, there's so uh, so much customization for something like that. So, yeah, I'd be really down for that. That would be totally cool. Um, you know, Jacob got rid of Splatoon 2. I still, I still get on him for that, you know. 
we could have been we could be all be playing together with him too but i know I he's busy anyway so so yeah, <laughs> i completely understand um but oh man i just i love splatoon 2 like we, we, i intended to, to get on for salmon run um and salmon run happened to be random weapons like every time instead of like set weapons that you could learn to get like work with it was just always changing so you never really got good with anything if you haven't been playing like regularly so uh, i was like yeah well and then the splatfest started I'm like i'm just gonna focus on the splatfest and it was great. Yeah, don't forget to log in and get your sea snails uh, for those who are... Uh, well, I guess if you, you picked egg as well, you'll get something. But, you know, the chickens. Chickens are king. <laughs> Chicken of the king. <laughs> that was awesome. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the main topic. <laughs> we have pushed this this topic off so many times, and we have finally gotten around to doing this. This is the wonderfully artistic Okami. Chris, when did this game come out? Okami came out in early 2006, and it was developed by Clover Studios, which has uh, come to be known as... I mean, Clover shut down, but most of the developers went on to create their own studio, which is now Mm -hmm. known as uh, Platinum Games, which I believe is my favorite developer at the moment. They've just made so many amazing things ever since, um, not even including Okami. Uh, they've made Mad World for Wii, which I think is yes. highly underappreciated. I, um, I have that like sitting right over here. It's, it's awesome. So good. And uh, Bayonetta, which now a lot of people know because thankfully she's made it into Smash Brothers. So Clover Studios was a fantastic studio that made Okami. And luckily a lot of the developers are still making um, some, some still excellent games. Um, and it was published by Capcom. And Okami, I didn't know this until recently, means wolf. I don't know why. It's it's actually... Okami is my second favorite game of all time. And mm-hmm. I would say Banjo-Kazooie is my first favorite. But it just never occurred to me to think about what Okami means. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, Okami means wolf. And it was originally for the PlayStation 2. Later got ported to the Wii and then was ported to many other systems once the HD version came out. Yeah, uh, this was uh, also the, uh, well, same studio as Beautiful Joe. Yes. Um, I believe there's, like, different branches within the studio. Like, they had Team Beautiful that worked on that. I don't know if they're the exact same thing as Okami Team, but, um, yeah, I always associated Okami with uh, with Beautiful Joe in a lot of ways. Um and it's cool to, to know that like platinum is kind of a relation or a merge um, or, or what have you, because um, you can see that somewhat in Wonderful 101. Um, but we're we're patiently w- waiting the return of uh, Okami and uh, also uh, for uh, Beautiful Joe. So I'm, I'm I'm hoping fingers crossed for both. 
um, you know, did, I don't know if you mentioned or not, but were they involved in making Okami Den? Ooh, that's a great question. I want to say, and, you know, I could be wrong about this, but I believe that game came about because one of the creators had a strong desire to make a sequel, and so they pitched it to Capcom or something. And so I don't know if it's that exact team, because I believe they disbanded right after Okami. So I think some okay. you know, spiritual successor team developed Okami Den. It was still published by Capcom, um, and it's like, that one was like baby Okami. <laughs> yes, chibi Okami. Yes, it was adorable. So cute, yeah. I have not played that one yet, but I definitely plan on it very soon. Yeah, it doesn't look like uh, it's like Mobile and Game Studio Inc. It's a pretty generic uh, name for a DS title. So, so that was the Okami Den, and it's one word. Um, it's got a similar art style and everything. So, yeah. But uh, let's get back into the main core of the game. Um, so, as far as first time experiences with the game, um, Chris, uh, what was your first experience with this game? I remember. I I believe it was on IGN. Uh, during E3, I believe it was E3 2005, when you know you get a, a whole burst of information about these new games that are just announced, and I just was mesmerized by these images of Okami, and I only saw the images at the uh, at first, and then when I saw the game in motion, my jaw just dropped. This game is unspeakably beautiful when you see it in motion, um, and looking back. I didn't really realize that they were the same team that made Beautiful Joe, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, so you do kind of see a little bit of that in uh, in the style, but it was just so striking to me how this team incorporated traditional Japanese art and traditional Japanese styles into this game. That's not something that's very common, especially mm -hmm. for games that appear in North America. And uh, I, it was... I was, I was really heartbroken because this is a game that only came out on PlayStation 2 at first. Mm -hmm. And I had a GameCube at the time, so obviously I wouldn't experience it. And this, to me, felt like a game that would be a perfect match on GameCube because, you know, Nintendo's just known for their awesome, unique adventure games. Um, but when I did finally play it on the Wii, when it got ported to the Wii, uh, I was just in like a really dark place in my life. I was really depressed, and I really needed something unique and whimsical and uplifting to kind of lift my spirits, and this game definitely did that. Um, there's such a whimsical, uh, dreamlike vibe to this game, and it's just this massive, profound adventure game that I think anyone can enjoy. And I, I don't want people to be intimidated by the name as well. Like you, you hear the name Okami and it sounds, you know, a little off-putting because it's like a, a Japanese word that we're not familiar with, but this is a game that anyone can play and it's very localized for American audiences. So I highly recommend it. Um, this game has been put up on a pedestal next to Zelda and its style. Um, and like and it's it's like puzzles and things like that. So um, if you take that into consideration, if if you need something else to drive you to pick up this game and try it, definitely. And actually, I thought about it the other day. It's also kind of similar to Banjo Kazooie in a way. Mm -hmm. It's while it's not really a collectathon, it does kind of have that similar 
Metroidvania element to it in a way. You do go back to old areas and and uh, you know use your new abilities to find secret items. So there's that too if uh, if people are are into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Josh, uh, what was your first experience of this game? Well, so for me, I believe I just picked this up around, I would say a year ago or so, if I remember correctly, on the eShop um, was the first time I played it. This just, I guess back in the day, like it, it just wasn't one of those things that I guess would, would catch my eye. I think I was, <laughs> I guess just in more recent years, I've become a little more interesting with what kind of games I try out. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, actually after picking it up, I think I had talked to a friend some about it that kind of talked me into it. Um, I, I did really enjoy it. Now, when I've picked it up in the past, I only made it about 10 hours in. Um, granted, just I think it was just the time period, and a lot of times if a new game comes out in the middle of, of something like that, a lot of times it kind of gets overshadowed. Um, and I, I couldn't tell you exactly what had got me to put it down, but I do kind of want to go back and put a little more effort into it because there wasn't much that sticks out that like i can't say that that really bored me or that i didn't like i think i got a little bit stuck a time or two but it wasn't really any big deal but as much as you would in some zeldas um but yeah i mean immediately i did think well almost immediately i'll say with some of the gameplay the fact that you're a wolf and you're a little partner character it did make me think of twilight princess um Though what's what's kind of funny is what I learned. Like you said, it came out on PS2 first, so this actually came before Twilight Princess, um, <laughs> because your partner's kind of like Midna, and then you're the wolf that doesn't really say anything, and that sort of thing. Now with the the art style, I wanted to speak on that. You know, <laughs> I guess you all know like I'm not a huge fan of like anime usually and that sort of thing. Yeah. Now, but but this, yeah, regrettably, I'm just not. <laughs> I guess. I, I I pick sometimes and, and push it just to be funny, but <laughs> um, but yeah, this is more of like that traditional Japanese kind of style, and I don't mm-hmm. feel like like with something like anime, I feel like I feel like it's just done to death, and maybe that's part of why I don't really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Is it's just the same like to me? I know someone will hate me for this, but to me, like Fire Emblem looks like Final Fantasy. <laughs> Not, not the game. I just mean, like, the faces. It all looks the same. Uh, it just looks generic to me. Anyhow, moving on. No, you're on. not wrong. I, I can get behind uh, that. I like both games, but no, I... I, I yeah, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't... Yeah. But with this, I actually really like the art style. Like, uh, it's it's more of a, like I said, like that traditional Japanese kind of look. Uh, like the Hana, Hanafudu cards, that sort of thing. It makes me think of that. Um I guess I sound kind of uncultured just comparing it to one thing like that. But <laughs> really, it's just not something I feel like you see a whole lot of, especially in, mm-hmm. in North America, like you said. Um, it's not something I've seen a lot of games, movies, anything like that. And I, I feel like they pulled it off very well. Um, it's it's very maybe clean is the is the word for it. Like playing the mm-hmm. HD version of it on the Switch, it's... I think it holds up really well. Something like... It doesn't look like Wind Waker, but kind of like how Wind Waker holds up where it's kind of cartoony. Um, it, it, you can maybe tell there's a little bit of age to it. I don't want to, I, I don't want to sound like I'm talking bad about it, to be honest, because it still looks really nice. Um, but other than that, I still think it, it holds up really well. Like if I didn't know it was however old it is now, I, I would probably just assume it was like a newer, 
really meaty indie game, maybe <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, I, I really appreciate the art style. I think the the main character Okam or well, I can't think of her name. I, they they nickname uh, gives you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, uh, the the uh, partner. Sorry, I, I don't know the, her your name. Your partner nicknames you Amy. So I usually oh, say Asun? Amy. Asun <laughs> yeah. is your little buddy. Ah, uh, okay. okay. So, yeah, I just think all that's beautiful. I'd, I'd seen, um, what was it, what, an art book. I forget who had it. Um, yeah, I know you've got one, too. <laughs> Somebody I went to Germany with, I think, had one as well. And it was just beautiful checking out all of that. So that's a big part of it. Um yeah, there we go. He's. I know we, everybody can't Holding see, but that's yeah. <laughs> we should probably make this a video podcast one day, but well. <laughs> so, we could totally do this live. That'd be fun. Not <laughs> to, I guess not to not to rant too long, but, <laughs> um, but the gameplay itself, I think if there was one thing that, um, kind of put me off after a little while, if I if I can remember correctly, I'll have to go back, but I. I Played with just the Pro Controller because my Joy-Cons all drift. I actually need to go send them in. I've got the slip and everything. I've heard the Joy-Cons are a little bit better, maybe, because you can actually draw with one of them, like, with motion. I don't know. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, um, some of the, some of the like, powers and stuff, you, the further you go, the more of these little, like, drawings you can do, which is pretty cool. But I felt like it was just, like, a lot of stop and go in certain parts. Where it's like, okay, I gotta stop and hold this button, and it it freezes time, and I gotta draw a circle around this, and then like half the time I wouldn't draw the circle correctly, and it wouldn't pick up, so that was kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that was more my own fault, the controller I was using, um, I'm not sure. And some of it, like I said, I just had too much going on at once. But... It depends on what system you played on. Um, I've played it on Wii and the Switch, and there's definitely some things I like about both in different ways. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess for if we could backtrack just a little bit, um, for those who may not be familiar with Okami or know what it really looks like, it basically looks like you just... If you were to think about Mario 64 jumping into a painting, it's basically if you were to jump into a Japanese-styled, a, tradi- a traditional Japanese-styled watercolor painting. Uh, the entire world just looks like a watercolor painting. There's this cell shading to it, which is kind of similar to Beautiful Joe, except it's a completely 3D adventure. Um, but what makes this game unique and kind of different from other 3D action-adventure games is that since you are a wolf who happens to be a god, you have this unique ability to summon something called the celestial brush techniques, which is what Josh is talking about, which is where you can pause the game at any moment, for the most part, and there's going to be this like parchment filter that covers the screen, which allows you to have control over this mighty brush, which I believe is called the Celestial Brush. And what Josh was, Josh was talking about is that you can draw these symbols on the parchment using this brush with your controller, and if you draw these symbols, they'll translate into uh, a certain action or an item that will help you in the game in some way. And so it really depends on how you play the game. Um, I was thrilled when the game was being ported to the Wii, not just because I wanted to play it, obviously I did, um, but because the Wii seemed like such a perfect match for this game, because you're able to just point and draw with the Wii remote. Um, I will say though, on the Wii it was 
slightly wonky. Um, it was not Clover that made the game, but it was uh, kind of ported by Ready at Dawn, who is a very uh, capable and, and talented studio, but the translation in that way was a little, a little wonky. I will say, though, on Switch, while the, the Joy-Cons, like using the gyro controls, that's okay. I highly recommend using your finger on the touchpad if you use it on handheld mode. Um, huge difference, and I never really had any issues with that. And also, it just feels that much more immersive that you're doing the drawing yourself. Um, but I will say that um, I'm pretty surprised that using the joystick on the Pro Controller, which is what I've been using, is like not bad. That's pretty doable. Um, but I would definitely recommend, as I, as I said, using your finger. Hmm. I never thought, I almost never use handheld mode. Part of the reason is I just don't, uh, the joy, my Joy-Cons are a mess. And part of it is, honestly, I just like to use my big HD TV, you know, when I can. So <laughs> I just, I, I end up not using that as often as I could. But I understand some games sort of work better that way i i'm the same as you i prefer having it more of like the cinematic experience on my tv um i'm not a big handheld uh switch user because i just don't find like the regular switch to be that comfortable like my my joy cons don't like they're a little wobbly they're yeah. not that stable i don't know if everyone else experiences that too but um and especially for a game that's like Okami, this like epic, massive adventure, it's great to have it on your TV because it's just so, um, as I mentioned before, this like profound, massive adventure. Um, but it is very cool. There's something very novel and exciting about bringing Okami with you. I remember when I was going to classes um, at my university, you have to take the bus to get to to get to class, and so, you know, I have about 20 minutes to kill, and I just couldn't believe that I was playing Okami on the bus, mm -hmm. and I still can't wrap my head around that, and even if I'm, like, just sitting in my living room with Okami in, in the chair, I'm just like, I'm holding Okami in my hands right now, this is crazy, so, um, so in that way, it does, it, is, it does feel like a fresh experience, even if you've already played it on, like, PS2 or Wii, there's just something about holding Okami in your hands, and playing it that way, and it still looks great. So yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I definitely can resonate with that. Um, just with Final Fantasy VIII, like taking that, having that finally on portable system, like that is awesome for me. Like Nintendo, no less. Um, so I, I get that feeling. Um, my first experiences with the game, um, I uh, saw it in magazines. Uh, it might have been Game Informer, um, and in fact, I'm pretty sure it was Game Informer. And I just I loved the look of it, and then I heard that it came out was coming out for PlayStation Two, and I was really bummed about that, you know. And uh, even when I got a PS Two later, like I never got the game, and I don't know why. I I, I don't know why. Maybe it was just that because it came to PlayStation first, like I just well, it I came couldn't very late justify into the PlayStation Two's life. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't get a PS2 till way later. Oh, <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. I had, I guess I was running around with both PlayStation 2 and and GameCube at the same time. So I, I don't know, maybe it was just a price thing. I don't know. I never could justify going and picking it up. Uh, but it's something that's always fascinated with me. And I still haven't picked it up to this day on any console. Um, I need to. I know. Wow, I didn't know that. That's insane. No, I have never played now. the game on my own as I owned it. Um, I played uh, demos of the game. Uh, I 
want to say it was like at a GameStop or a Game Crazy or something like that. Mm. Um, so I did play some of that um, just a little bit, though. Not a whole lot. And uh, kind of the intro stuff. And uh, I did enjoy what I played of that. And then um, and I really played uh, Okami heavily when I got uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and uh, played Okami a lot there. Uh, I definitely enjoyed that. Uh, so that's where my nostalgia is for Okami is on, <laughs> on that game, which I had to I had to play it to get my money's worth out of it after they like I, I'm salty about that game because Fate of Two Worlds did me dirty with the they're uh, releasing the everything unlocked version later and like oh, me being a day one adopter and yeah it was really short turnaround it was like a couple months or something like that I was so I was so upset at least I that's what it felt like to me that. so yeah. But yeah I absolutely love playing Okami and uh, in, in that game so that's kind of my first experiences with it but just loving the art style and I always agreed like. They made a good choice. It's it's almost timeless with its cell shading, and that's the best part about it. Like you can port it a bunch of different times. Yeah, they give it an HD look and stuff, but like it is, it just holds up with that cell shading. Yep, I agree. And uh, I was really surprised that when I got the HD version, that you do notice a few more details because it's now in HD. It's still the same <laughs> game, but you realize how much effort they put into this game. Um, with the the textures that they use and um, the animations of all the characters, you know, I, I had a smaller TV, and you know it was okay at the time, but there's just so many little animations you just didn't see. I didn't even notice that one of the kids was like holding a dragonfly, and the dragonfly itself had its own animations. It had like a pet dragonfly, and. Uh, yeah, these like subtle movements that really make these characters feel so alive, and um, I, it's pretty. It goes without any debate that the most striking thing about this game is the graphics, and there's just all these subtle details, like when you're running in the field, there's like a flower trail that follows you. Like you never see that in any other game, and it really gets the message across that you are this powerful god that is really in tune with nature and and really seeks to bring beauty into the land. And uh, the theme of beauty, I think, is a very cool overlying theme across the entire game because everything in this game is beautiful. The music, the gameplay, the story, the how it looks, everything is just beautiful. Okay, so now I remember why I never picked up Okami. This is the stupidest thing. There was a coworker I was working with. This this girl that swore that Okami was infinitely better than Zelda, and so I was determined that I wasn't going to play that game because they said it was better than Zelda, and I knew that was not true, and I didn't want to be wrong, even though Honestly, you know. <laughs> I I think it is. I really do. There's this is a pretty complete action-adventure game, and they've thought of everything, and the more you play, the better it gets. And it's mm-hmm. it's a big, uh, a very big adventure. Like, it took me about 40 or so hours to beat it. And wow. uh, something that they do that's very cool is they kind of... I mean, this is a mild spoiler alert, but uh, about halfway into the game, they make you think, like, oh, okay, you saved the day, and then they're like, oh, just kidding, there's a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. And a whole... I love it when they do that. Yeah, there's so many more levels, and they it, it gets so much better, too. It doesn't, like, decrease in quality after that, as if they ran out of ideas. They they use, they use save their best ideas for last. Hmm. Uh, awesome. Yeah. The levels are just so creative and, and just wild the more you play it. Um, mm-hmm. 
some of my favorite levels come towards the end. And uh, I guess I'll give a mild spoiler alert just to kind of describe some of the levels that <laughs> I just want to describe some of the locations. Um, one of them is this beautiful bamboo forest, like treehouse forest uh, village. And this other one, this is my favorite. It's like a dragon palace that's under the sea. And it takes place in this like seashell, this like unique coral seashell kind of thing. Huh. And it's just, it's so cool. They just go all out with those levels. Yeah. Now, is there a lot of, um, this is kind of around that era. Was there a lot of like quick time events and things like that where you had to do button presses at certain times to react to things? Or yes. was that, it um, was kind of like, was that reserved for like boss fights or was it just throughout the whole game pepper throughout? Was that pretty much the gameplay? Um, was it more of just like a hack and slash feel sometimes or what, was it kind of like a fusion of all those things? Like what, what, what's the gameplay like? One of Okami's strengths is the amount of variety in the game. And I know I, I might sound like a broken record if you've listened to some of the, the episodes that we've recorded before, because I did say this about Beyond Good and Evil, but it's very similar <laughs> where it just has so much variety in the types of gameplay that exists. Um, like you mentioned, there's definitely, uh, what, what's it called? How did you describe it? Like action? Um, hack and slash or? Hack uh, like where you press quick a button at a events. certain time. Oh, quick yeah. time, yeah, quick time events. Yeah, there, there's definitely quick time events, um, and the the fighting mechanic is definitely hack and slash. But there's a lot of depth to it. I wouldn't say a lot of depth, but like there's a good amount of depth to it where you could kind of like customize things to be more suited suited to your style. Mm -hmm. And um, but throughout the the world, you'll find. Uh, you'll find rhythm mini games. You'll find kind of like a whack-a-mole mini game. Mm -hmm. There's like this dig dug puzzle game um, that you encounter with this one guy. There's like a racing mini game. There's so much variety to it, and it it helps to keep the experience fresh throughout the entire time. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. But it's mostly, like, overall, it's basically, you know, a 3D action-adventure game. You run around, you, you fight certain monsters along the way, and there's, like, Metroidvania elements where you gain new uh, items and weapons, and then you progress that way. Now, the story is very, um, I mean, it has its green elements to it. It's, um, you know, the flowers growing behind... Um, is this is this any kind of like environmentally friendly game? Like, is that the message here, or is it just something that, that is a part of the character but not necessarily explored? Is that is like are you trying to grow things and restore land um, as this this uh, this wolf that brings uh, life wherever it goes? Right. It's it's kind of part of the theme of the game is that you know i mentioned before beauty is a theme but it's also finding beauty in nature and just like the world around you so um yeah the game is basically about restoring beauty to the world and you find these like cursed areas and you want to use your special powers to restore them to, to their full original beauty but mm -hmm. it it makes a strong effort to try to emphasize you know the the beauty and being respectful to nature mm -hmm. uh, one of the most unique parts of the game is that you find these stray animals they could be a bird they could be a pig or 
a tiger even and there's like this quick optional I don't know if you would call it a mini game, but you can feed these animals. And when you feed these animals, there's this one minute cutscene of you just watching this animal eat the food that you give that you've given them. And it's this really serene, beautiful cutscene where you just like appreciate this meadow where they're eating and you just kind of like feel one with nature in a way. It's very mm-hmm. peaceful. So um, I, th- I think that that they are trying to, you know, emphasize appreciating nature. Man, I kind of want to experience this in VR now. Get immersed in that world that way. Yeah, me too now. (laughs) (laughs) That would be pretty cool. I mean, just from hearing that, like playing Breath of the Wild in VR, um, just imagining what other games would be like in a VR setting. And that sounds like Okami would be right up that alley uh, to see that. That would be really cool to see. Agreed. But, uh, Something I'm glad that you brought up Zelda because this game it plays a lot like a Zelda game, which I believe you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. But it also pays tribute to Zelda in some really interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you think about the story, part of the story is that after 100 years, a dark force has returned and brought you know brought evil onto the land, and it's up to a swordsman to kind of save the day. Mm-hmm. And Obviously, that's like a tribute to Zelda, but also, um, what was the other thing? Uh, some of the levels kind of pay tribute to Zelda as well. There's like a windmill level, which is also in Ocarina of Time. So there's these all other subtle nods to Ocarina of Time, uh, which came shortly before it. And uh, I, I did appreciate those. I didn't understand them at the time because I didn't play Ocarina of Time. But after I did play Ocarina of Time, I was like, oh, some of this is in Okami. So. It's very interesting and cool that they did that. So it looks like it's set in Japan. Um, are there like real Japanese locations that you visit, um, or is it more fantasy Japan? Definitely um, fantasy Japan, okay. for sure. Okay, I, I know we've seen some of those, like uh, the Japanese, uh, the Red Gates and things like that, and you see that in the game. So I kind of right. wondered if there was like if it was what level of that that was. Um, no. They just incorporate like parts of Japanese culture into the game, and I, I guess okay. that kind of goes under that umbrella. But you know, what some of the items are, like sake, and uh, yeah, things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So I wonder if um, if this game is going to get any kind of. Um, overhaul, not just in HD, but to be reimagined some way, um, to be taken to the next level, if you will, um, and what they would do with that. Um, sure, they can do a sequel. I mean, they've done Okami Den, which I want to say Okami Den was... Was it a prequel? Or no? I believe so, but don't quote me I think me I remember that. reading that a long time ago. Same. So, <laughs> don't quote me on that, but... Um, so... What would they do going forward with this? And and again, maybe the end of the story, you know, heart heart heartbroken, like something happened. Okami Okami had to disappear or something, sacrifice himself or something like that. I don't know the story, so I not don't count that as spoilers because I, I don't know what I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> but um, and what would the future of Okami be like? Um, it'd be kind of cool to see them go forward with this art style, but. Again, like this is gonna take a lot of work and a lot of care, like much like a cuphead or or something like that. Like the art style is just so well done. Like it would take some dedication to really pull that off. 
and um, I'd like to see them some this go somewhere else um, outside of just making you know, up resin it to HD. Um, do you have any ideas how they expand the gameplay or what they do in the future? Well, first of all, I find it really fascinating that Okami is still kind of relevant in mm -hmm. gaming culture at the moment. Yeah. You know, when it came out, it sold so poorly to the point where Clover Studios had to shut down, like, immediately really afterwards. Yeah, exactly. And um, But luckily, it, it's developed this cult following, and now it's kind of branching into like a mainstream following in a way uh, with it being ported to all the mainstream systems that we have. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, a 15-year-old game. And mm -hmm. a lot of people that I know, um, maybe not the most hardcore gamers, but, uh, you know, some people, uh, some people have heard of this game. Um, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. With that. Um, but... With Okami, I could see it. I could see them kind of like mimicking what Zelda does, since it does pay tribute to Zelda. So mm -hmm. I think it would be uh, my idea is basically doing what Zelda does, where it it takes the similar formula that has been used in the past and kind of tweaks it with like a new gimmick or something. So perhaps instead of the celestial brush technique, you could put a little spin on that. Maybe use some of the technology that is uh, around at the moment. Um, like you mentioned, VR, that would be a really cool game if they, you know, made a, a spiritual successor or, or sequel to Okami using VR uh, as one of the main attractions for, for this game. So most of the screenshots of the game is just Okami, but you've mentioned uh, like a partner or someone. How, how does that work in with the story? Um, you meet several characters in Okami and uh, that, I mean that's one of the the greatest things about the game is that the there's so many characters that have so many personalities and these unique backgrounds to them. Um, Asun is your like main partner on this adventure and he's this little flea sized man uh, oh, okay. that is kind of like kind of like Navi in a way if you think of uh, yeah. like Ocarina of Time. Uh, if if I'm getting the right fairy <laughs> for that game, um, and yeah, so he basically just points you in the right direction sometimes, and and he helps with the story. But there are other characters that you meet as well, but they're kind of like temporary partners that you have for whatever mm -hmm. moment that is. Um, but there is one character that you have a deep relationship with throughout the game, and it, I believe his name is Susano who is this swordsman who's very clumsy, he's very lazy, but he gets all the credit for saving the day at random points, and Okami uh -huh. does all the work. So it's kind of like this ongoing joke where Susano is just so lazy, but when he finally builds up enough courage, he gets all the credit for these uh, accomplishments that Okami worked so hard for. Oh, very cool. Um... Sounds like a masterpiece, honestly. Um, and I don't hear enough people talking about it, um, but those who I have that are fans of it say it's one of the greatest. So that's, that's really cool to hear that. Mm -hmm. um, now, Josh, um, what kind of caused you to fall off the the, uh, the bandwagon? There was something else that came out that interrupted you from it? Or I know you put, said you put about 10 hours or so into it. Um, what, what kind of uh, distracted you from that? Because it sounds like, in every way, an uh, awesome, awesome game. Um, what what kind of things maybe uh, 
detracted from your keep sticking to it. Just time? Yeah, I, that's probably a big portion of it because, um, you know, I, I like a lot of 3D Zelda games. That's my favorite way to play Zelda games. I love them. But, and this kind of reminds me a lot of that um, in a lot of ways, not, not completely. Um, so, yeah, in a lot of ways, it's right up my alley, but. I wish I could even tell you, I wish I could remember exactly what came out around then. Last year, granted, when I started playing this, was a really busy year. I had a lot, not only did I have a lot going on, there was more games coming out at the time. And if there was something, I could tell you if there was a big first-party Nintendo game that comes out right after something like this, it's probably going to distract me. Mm-hmm. And it's no offense to this game, it's just the timing and the fact that it is an older game and things like that. Um it's just somewhere in there it got sort of overshadowed until the point where I was like a month later and I'm like, I barely remember where I was at. And I, I honestly, I think I may have even got a little stuck somewhere and not sure where to go next. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd, like I'm, I've really been trying to think of exactly what it was <laughs> that kept me from going back at first, but I'd, I don't know if there really was a good reason for that. Um, it's just sort of the timing of it because it does feel like a pretty big commitment. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I was about 10 hours in, and granted, while, you know, there's several Zelda games that are a lot longer than that, I just felt like I hadn't made it as far as I hoped I would at that point. Um, but yeah, I'd, I would definitely be tempted to still go back to it um, at the right time, of course. Right, right. Uh, I think... If I could just mention one thing, um, I think that the controls are a little odd. Um, while the game does largely play like a 3D Zelda game, something that I I kind of noticed at the time when I played it, but kind of forgot about because I was just like, oh, maybe it's just my controller or the system. But this translated over to the Switch as well. I just find the movement of the game a little odd. Um, and Josh, I'm not sure if you might remember this, but when you move in the game, you kind of have to wait until you run. So if you press forward, you'll kind of run, but you right. run kind of slowly, and then you have to like wait two seconds. Yeah, exactly. Then you have to wait two seconds, and then you run a little bit faster, and then you wait another two seconds, and then you're running at full speed. And there's mm-hmm. no manual way of running fast. You just have to like wait. And it's not a big deal, but for certain areas, it's just, like, annoying and odd. But otherwise, the controls are kind of good. I just find that there's just something about that control scheme that's a little off-putting to me. Since the game is so large, um, I just want to run around. I don't know. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. wanted to yeah. throw that up there. I, and maybe that was just, again, trying to think more back to what I was having some issues with. I th- for some reason, I think I do... Or I did get lost like several times um, those last couple of hours. I, I think it, it sort of opens up, which is cool. Um, but I think there was just a little bit of I don't really know where to go next. So I don't know if that was really the game's fault or as much as much as it was maybe just my own and not putting the time and patience into it that it <laughs> probably deserves. Sometimes they give you very vague directions. Uh, when I was replaying it like about a week or so ago... Uh, there was one part where I was just like, it's not telling me what to do at all. And I had to look it up, and I was like, oh, I never would have thought of that. But I will say largely 
uh, the whole experience is pretty like you do get the idea of what you need to do next but there are some parts where you're just a little bit lost so i can definitely understand that josh there's so much detail attached to all of these characters they all have these really deep backgrounds and i didn't even realize this when i was playing it but since I'm a huge fan, uh, I mean, our listeners can't see this, but I have the strategy guide. I cool. have the art book, which is my literally wow. my favorite thing in the entire world. And wow. I just got the uh, the first four figures. I think that's their name. The statue, which looks just stunning and is probably my favorite um, piece of merchandise that I've ever owned. Wow. Uh, so I'm a huge fan. But um, when I was looking into the details of the game, the art book gives a lot of extra, you know, ditties that you wouldn't even know uh, within the game. But just one of the characters, there's a lot of like enemies that you fight, and just one of the enemies has this really interesting background. Uh, like for example, there's like this wheel thing that has like a big, uh, a big ear. And the background behind that is that it's it represents the souls of people who do not listen to advice. And so I just found that so interesting that this little character that in, that you fight every it's it's like pretty common, but it's just like this, you know, not not a very difficult boss fight, but it has this unique background attached to it with like these symbolic uh, qualities, you know. Um, so I just thought that was really interesting and really illustrates how much how much effort and time and passion the team put into this game yeah it's it's kind of cool when you're like just casually going through the game but then like i think it gives something for like the hardcore fans to dig right. into later on i don't like that <laughs> sort of thing and especially when it like kind of ties into real war real world like folklore and stuff like that i think is always fun Definitely. Yeah, a lot of the characters were inspired by actual folklore, so it's fun to see the, the connections with that. I definitely love to see this art style fused with gaming. It's just, it's beautiful. I believe Platinum Games did use this art style again, or at least planned to, for this mobile game that was never released. I don't remember what huh. it was called, but it was pretty controversial because it was like this stunning, amazing art style. I think it was like a fighting game or something, but mm -hmm. it was going to be mobile only. I think this was like two years or so ago and everyone was just like, this looks amazing, but I don't want this to be a mobile game. Put it on consoles, you know? Um, but I believe that got cancelled, which I have mixed feelings about. Okay. That's a bummer. <laughs> but I do hope that it, it does come back like you said and luckily some games since this game came out have kind of tried it in their own unique way like uh, Muramasa comes to mind yeah uh, which also yeah. was for the Wii so oh yeah also so very, good I own that yeah, one <laughs> love that game and hopefully that comes to Switch now that I think of it yeah uh, did I see something on that recently I felt like I saw uh, a hint of that maybe coming to Switch. I don't know where I saw it in my yeah, like, digging around, but yeah, it sounds it, familiar. Yeah. That uh, that Platinum Games uh, mobile game, um, World of Demons, was mm -hmm. what it was called. And, it does and, look like Okami, right? I'm not crazy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're calling it the spiritual successor to Okami. So. Oh, I didn't know that part. Okay. 
At least that was what was touted at, at the time in 2018. So, right. uh, you basically fought a lot of yokai, um, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. But, you know, tied to uh, microtransactions in a cell phone game. So, uh, right. how far that would that go? Not interested in that whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. You know, locking an art style behind a game like that is <laughs> not the greatest idea. I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't make it make it off the ground because of that structure. But yeah, well, uh, this game. Uh, if I could just throw in one little ditty before we uh, wrap things up, I remember I was so excited for this game. Uh, this was one of my most anticipated games for like a year until it came out. And when it did come out, there was this huge controversy because, and let me know if you guys remember this or if, if you even knew about it at the time. When the game came out, the cover had the, I think it's called like the watermark of IGN. So basically they just like copied and pasted IGN's art from like the promotional material of Okami oh. and put it on the box art. And it's like, you can see it in the background. It just has the IGN logo. <laughs> and so wow. there's this game that's dedicated to beauty and traditional art. And you just see the IGN logo in the background. So <laughs> there was a huge uproar about that. And I was part of it, to be honest. <laughs> and they did try to address it by mailing out um, corrected versions of the cover. But also mm-hmm. you had the option of these other covers as well. So I got like all four of the possible covers, and they're really, really cool. I still have them to this day, and they make the the box art really stunning and look like a painting. So uh, in the end, you know, it it was a crappy, silly situation, but I ended up with these pretty cool box art covers. (laughs) That's a little funny to look back on. I'd almost just leave the IGN one on there just for laughs. Actually, (laughs) now that I think of it, so this is the strategy guide. Yeah, you can see it on the str- on the actual strategy guide. Yeah, wow. The game. Wow. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see. You can it. see it very well on the camera. Yeah, but if if you look it up online, That's it's funny. very clear. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> <But> really embarrassing. <laughs> That's awesome little trivia there. <laughs> I'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, thank you so much uh, for talking about Okami and bringing that to the table. That is, uh, it's one I'm definitely gonna have to pick up soon. It's it's always been on my list, and I never never uh, you know dove in, uh, bit the bullet as you say. Um, so, you know, I I really need to. I, I please do. I just keep putting it off. Like there's other games that I'd rather get, and that's that's sad because I hear of how good this is, and I don't know why I'm stuck in that mindset. I really need to 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 pick that one up and play it. Um, you know, and maybe my reasoning now is, oh, it's an older game, so it won't hold up. But it sounds like it still holds up. Um, okay. Other than the walking thing, maybe the walking mechanic might bother me a little bit, but but that's you not enough to keep it. me from playing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not too bad. Yeah, you free like at first you might notice it and be like, oh, this is odd, but you completely forget after you start mm-hmm. playing it. So, yeah, nothing to worry about. But yeah, it is. This game is one of the games that I'm most nostalgic for outside of Banjo-Kazooie, and that's really saying something. So uh, it this game just made me fall in love with video games all over again. Because in 2008, you know, I was, there's just something about the gaming... Uh, what's the word? Atmosphere? Or uh, gaming culture that, I don't know, it's just getting kind of old. There's just a lot of rehashed ideas. Mm-hmm. And this, to me, was kind of a breath of fresh air. It was familiar, but unique in its own way. Mm-hmm. And it, I just have so much passion for this game. And I, I do hope that people get to experience it. 
and it's actually quite cheap. So if, if you're oh, yeah. a, a digital uh, game lover, you should probably get it for, I don't know, like 15 bucks or so. If it goes on sale, yeah. it'll, it hit about, hits about 15. I'm waiting on that $10 mark, and I'll probably right. pick it up. But and I, I think I got it for definitely. like 12 bucks or something when I got it. Maybe. I can't remember for sure. I mean, for so, yeah. for this kind of a game, that is a bargain, and yeah, oh, for sure, yeah. you, you yeah. cannot go wrong with twelve bucks for this massive Zelda-like adventure. And actually, yeah. uh, according to IGN, th- this game got Game of the Year in two thousand five, or I'm sorry, wow. two thousand six, which is the same year that Twilight Princess came out. So Twilight Princess was runner-up to Okami for Game of the Year, which because I because they had their watermark on the cover. <laughs> That's right, true. Well, you know, <laughs> I guess it worked out in the end. <laughs> and if you're interested in the physical copy of this game for Switch, there's a, uh, I believe it's Japanese only, but uh, if it's still available on Play Asia, I believe you can because my friend just got it. Uh, it is genuinely stunning. It is the most beautiful box art you will see on Switch. Period. And the inside is beautiful as well, and it really does the game justice by, by creating this this stunning piece of art for the game. So, please check it out. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we've painted a good picture for everybody. So uh, we'll uh, go ahead and sign off good now. One. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find the show at thenintendovillage.com slash nostalgia on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. You can find us on Facebook at Nintendo NOS, on our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS. You can find us on our Instagram at Nintendo NOSIN. Shoot us an email at NintendoNostalgiaIN at gmail.com. You can also give us a call on our hotline, share your memories, and show us some love at 317-969-5690. Guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. We will catch you next week. Later, Preston. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>